0: would you change in your life if you were to find out that you only had one year left to live? Now, I know that's kind of a sad, sobering thought, but imagine if you began to live your life every day as if it were your last, or look at the year stretching in front of you and live it fully intentional as if it were your last. That's what we're going to cover for a quick habit hack on today's Pilot Wife podcast. wheels up we're airborne welcome to the pilot wife and aviation podcast i'm jackie almer an aviation professional and pilot wife for over 30 years and i'm your co-captain i have some free resources to help you live your best aviation and high achieving life at resources.pilotwipodcast.com buckle up stow your bags and let's unpack the high altitude life So I know for me, a lot of things came to mind about doing things differently, going on more overnights, uh, going on more couples trips. A lot of those type things really came to mind for me. Now, obviously, uh, my kids are grown and gone and my situation is different today. But I look back and... I'm not one who likes to look back with a lot of regret by any means, but I do look back and very often think there are some things that I would have done differently. So if you want to take this as advice from someone a little older and wiser, if you're still in that situation where you have children at home and are trying to find time, alone time, couple time between their trips and all the different things that go along with that. I really wanna encourage you to make your relationship a priority. Now, many of you do, and maybe you do, and I know it's hard to do that all the time, but as you listen to the four questions that I'm gonna have you go through, really think about how that fits into you and the self-image that you have for yourself. And a big part of that self-image, of course, incorporates how you show up for others because we approach everything from our own state of mind and our own state of being. So how can you show up as the person you truly want to be in your relationship, in your health and wellness and fitness, in your career and money and all the different things in your life? So let's hop into those four questions. One of my goals in my podcast and my YouTube channel is to provide little short bursts of inspiration, education, tips and tools that you can use to really accelerate your growth and success in life, business, and whatever the goals are that you have created for yourself. So as I mentioned, the question is, what would you stop doing and what would you start doing? And I have a few other questions too. If you found out that you have a short time left on this earth. So let's Pretend that you're given a diagnosis of having one year left to live. After you've recovered and accepted the news that you only have one year left to live, let me ask you, what are the changes that you would begin to make? What would you look around about your life and how you spend your time and evaluate? And again, what changes then would you begin to incorporate to live your life fully and take advantage of every single last day that you have on this earth. Well, the question is, of course, why wait until a bad diagnosis or put it off any longer? Why are we doing those things that truly don't matter? And why are we putting off those things that truly do matter? What can we let go of in terms of things, possessions, limiting beliefs, people in some cases? What can we do to really ramp up our life? So question number one to answer is, if I only had one year left to live, what would I stop doing? And I wanna encourage you to get out a sheet of paper and really spend some time on this. Do more as a peak performer and a habit hacker, do more than simply listen and think about it. I want you to actually get out a piece of paper and do it. If I only had one year left to live, what would I stop doing? It's a sobering thought, I know. And especially when you think of how much time is wasted each day doing stuff we don't truly care about or that doesn't matter. So for me, I know one of the things that came up is I would hire out more. I would up my housekeeper to weekly for sure and include laundry. Um, I might even bring in a prep chef for slicing and dicing although this one was challenging for me because if you know me you know that I love to cook and I always tell people chopping is therapy for me because it keeps me from killing people you may know what I mean I get out there and and dice and go through all my negative feelings and emotions and I get it all out. Um, So I'm really working on what are those things that I would stop doing? I know I would hire a lot more out of business. So I did spend some time uh, making a list and then prioritizing what I offload that I'm doing that are those menial tasks don't really matter. The next question, what would you start doing or start doing more of? In other words, what are you delaying or putting off until Sunday? So for me, for sure, it's travel. And it's interesting. I am launching this show in February, but the reality of it is I read the book that this came from, and it's not coming to me right now what that book is. So if I come up with it, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, I started working on this in either November or December, but I really thought about it. And for me, my number one hot button really is travel. I just absolutely love traveling all over. And um, next week, I actually leave on a bucket list trip that I said yes to, came in out of the blue. It wasn't pre-planned, gone for almost two and a half weeks. I'm going clear around the world, visiting some countries that have been on my bucket list but I just didn't know if I would ever get to, but it kind of dropped into my lap. I wasn't expecting it. And I chose to say yes and figure it out later. That's one of my mantras, say yes more and figure it out later. Another thing I really wanna do is I wanna learn golf. I live in Scottsdale, Arizona, for goodness sakes. Um, Are there more golf courses around? I'm sure that there are, but there are plenty. And I have plenty of friends and neighbors and people who will teach me. I just have to block the time make the time, because I'll never find the time, I need to make the time and set it up as a priority. I've got to get it in my calendar, I want to go take some lessons, and I need to get that done, and I probably should get it done before July when it gets scorching hot. And then another thing that came up for me is I would start speaking positive affirmations and words words of encouragement to the people around me, telling people that they matter, commenting more on posts, letting people know that something they said or did or just being in my life positively impacted me. So what would that, what would those answers be for you? The next question, what would I no longer care about? Well, the first thing that came to mind for me was other people's opinions, looking my best on video. This is a classic example, right? I'm a Habit Hacks coach. So I've got my baseball cap on. I've got my coaching look on. If you're listening to this on the podcast, you can go over to my YouTube channel. I'm easy to find there. Just Jackie Ulmer, U-L-M-E-R, and you can actually see the video. But you're not missing anything really by not watching the video. Nothing new is there except that you can see me live. So looking my best on video, it's something I would definitely no longer care about. Going live and making story videos, I would spend more time on that and less time thinking, oh, wait, I, the lighting needs to be right, or I need to do this first, or I need um, a, a call to action, a giveaway, or something like that. Going to events and spending time with people just because I feel obligated to, that's something I would no longer care about. And you may know what I mean. If you ever been to a party and you think, oh, I don't really care that much for that person or those people or whatever. It's right in the middle of the day or it's this, it's that, it's whatever. And you don't really want to go, but you say yes, because you feel obligated. Here's something that I really want to encourage you to listen to and take the time to write down and remember, if someone is going to be unhappy about your decisions and the way you choose to live your life, don't let that person be you. In other words, Don't let you be the one who's unhappy with your decisions or the way that you're living your life. And in other words, don't be a people pleaser. And then what would I care more about? That's the next question. What would I care more about? Well, for me, I would slow down a little. I'm a three on the Enneagram. I've talked about that before. We're performers, achievers. I'm a type A. I'm a red, whatever you want to call it. And I remain in action. When I see anything, I always think, how can I make this effective? How can I do this more efficiently? And so for me, I have a tendency to too often power walk. So I thought about it and I thought, you know, I would slow down a little on my walks in nature. In silence, I would turn off the pass and the noise that runs through my ear. I would get out in nature and walk and really listen to the birds and watch the bunny rabbits running across the golf course and look up at the boulders more in the sky and the saguaro cactus and all the things that surround me. If I'm at the beach, I would really listen to the sounds of the waves and smell that ocean air and really allow my senses to experience the beauty of nature and the pause that we can take when we get out in nature. So that's one thing for me. I would also slow my yoga practice down, stretching and settling into my body more and feeling it and and I, I don't want to say pushing it, but but expanding it to links that it can go, holding those poses longer and learning what I can about myself. There's an expression out there that says meet yourself mad. It's a yoga expression. And I remember when I first heard it for yoga, I thought, what? I don't even know what they're talking about. Come on. Can we make this go a little faster? Can I sweat a little more? Because when I first started doing yoga, I really approached it from, all right, let's do it. Like my workout routine, right? So um, it wasn't until years later when I really did slow down and, and move deeply into some of those poses that, that I opened up an emotional level that I wasn't expecting. And I actually had a total meltdown and cried while I was home alone. Nobody could see me. I wasn't at the gym. Um, and honestly, I don't think I would have allowed myself to experience that in a crowd because my competitive nature kicks in when I'm in a yoga class. I'm just, sharing honestly, the way that I've approached those things. It's not something I'm proud of. It's something I've worked on. And that's why doing yoga for me at home has been so effective, but it really made me understand what it meant to meet yourself on the mat, to open up emotions and to allow yourself the time to get into your body, get into the sensations of your body and feel what's out there. So those are the questions that I want you to review and ask yourself if you knew that you only had one year left to live, what would you stop doing? And then the next question, what would you start doing or start doing more of? And in other words, what are you delaying or putting off till later? Uh, The next question, what would I no longer care about? In that final year, what would I no longer care about? And then finally, what would I care more about? So with that, I want to really encourage you to live every day to its fullest. I know that's cliche. I know you've heard it before, but live every day as if you've been given that diagnosis. Because the reality of it is, none of us truly know when that last day is going to come. I'm Jackie Almer. Thanks for listening. Do you ever find yourself on the struggle bus with relationships, career, or life in general? I'm a mindset and peak performance coach, helping women rediscover their own sense of identity and purpose, avoid turbulence, and put their own oxygen mask on first. Together, we work to get you out of autopilot and create a better flight plan for life and relationship success. As a pilot wife for over 30 years, I've navigated thousands of miles and moments in aviation, mommyhood, business, and life in general. I would love to offer you a free call to see if I might be able to help you too. You can go to coach.pilotwivepodcast.com. And if you have a topic suggestion or a story to share on the show, go to ask.pilotwivepodcast.com. And of course, you'll find all of this at resources.pilotwivepodcast.com please take a moment to review and rate the show on whatever your favorite podcast app is. This helps the show get found by others who need what we have here, and you might win some fun swag for your troubles. I'll see you on the journey, and thanks for listening.